Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Get your questions ready. The Fantasy Forecast with Anita Marks starts right now. Good morning, good morning. Anita Marks with you on this uh, Sunday morning. Division round of the playoffs. Two games in the books. Two more to go later on this afternoon. We've got Tom and Harvey who are producing the show with me this morning. Gentlemen, good morning, good morning. How are you? Oh, doing just fine, Anita. Another great day of NFL football this playoff season yesterday. Well, one one game ended up being great for one half. The other I, game <laughs> ended up being close for both halves. So, uh, still was, a good day was, of football. I was just going to say, and Harvey, you know, Harvey produced the show with me yesterday, and we were talking about it. Like, uh, you know, we were just hoping for a good game. You know, outside of the Rams-Detroit game heading into yesterday – Everything else was, you know, pretty much a blowout. And then, um, and then, of course, we saw what happened in the, uh, in the Ravens game against the uh, Texans. Of course, the Ravens win 34-10. to 10. It was tied up at the half, 10-10. You thought, oh boy, we've got, we've got a good one here. And of course, the Ravens come in, second half adjustments, uh, rush for 134 yards. Lamar Jackson doing Lamar Jackson things. And uh, by the way, first player in the history of the NFL, regular season or postseason, to record two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, rushing for at least 100 yards, and walking away with a 100, if not better, passer rating, which, by the way, uh, 121.8. So, you know, I I wonder how all those general managers and scouts out there feel right now who told this young man when he was at Louisville, uh, you you don't have what it takes to be a quarterback, son. Try to, maybe we should change the position. Right, well, running back, wide receiver. Wonder how those those scouts and those general managers feel right about now. Well, <laughs> I, I, Lamar Jackson just defying the odds that were set up against him. So maybe it inspires more people to do the exact same thing. You know, again, and and I I, I say this each and every time I talk about Lamar Jackson. Uh, you got you. I always say you got to give credit where credits due because I, I don't. As great as Lamar is, I don't think he'd have this much success if he went to another organization that didn't totally restructure everything they do offensively uh, to accentuate what he brings to the table uh, as a quarterback in the NFL, you know, and, and, and for folks who, who might not be aware. Um, so going obviously from Joe Flacco to Lamar Jackson, a big change offensively for a, a, a team, an organization. Um, but they, not only did they strategically bring in offensive coordinators to, um, to match Lamar Jackson, right? Because, There's two types of philosophies in the NFL when it comes to offensive coordinators or coaching styles. And one is, this is my my offense. And I'm going to implement it. And, you know, this this is how, this is is the offense we're going to run. Because this is my offense and this is what, you know, it's how I've gained my success in the NFL. And then there's other philosophies where you've got coaches who come in and they're like, okay, what do we have here? 
all right, well, we've got three possession-wide receivers. We don't really don't have a speedster, so that means we really can't take a lot of shots deep. But, man, we've got, we've got a one-two punch in the back. All right, we've got some really good deep tight ends. Let's play a lot of 12 personnel. Like, so they'll look and they'll see what's on the roster, and then they'll create and design an offense to accentuate the, the talent that they have on the team. A lot more difficult, obviously, than coming in and saying, this is my offense, and this is how it's run, and this is how we're going to do it. You know, you need the horses. For, you to, for, for, for an offense to have success, you need the horses in the stable in order for that success to happen. And one thing that the Baltimore Ravens have done is they went out, they drafted Lamar Jackson, they strategically hired offensive coordinators that have shown game plans that they felt could accentuate what Lamar Jackson does. And they went out and they drafted players to fit that offense and to fit around the schemes that they play for Lamar Jackson. And another thing that the Ravens have done that's really, really brilliant is they, they used the university of Oklahoma as a as like a farm system. So if you look, if you look at the roster for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, the majority of the players, and, and I don't, I haven't done this. I haven't done this in the past two years, but um, prior to that, um, the majority, the majority of the players for the Baltimore Ravens were were drafted from Oklahoma, because a, a lot of a lot of what what the Ravens were trying to do was the offense that Baker Mayfield ran in Oklahoma. So anyway, uh, I just again, I just I, I like to uh, I like to give credit where credit's due, and uh, I I think you know the Ravens are just as uh, responsible for Lamar Jackson's success as Lamar Jackson is. So kudos to them. So uh, so the Baltimore Ravens now, they are up 34. They win. They beat the Texans 34 to 10. And here's what I don't understand, guys. How, how are the 49ers still favored to win the Super Bowl? You know, last I checked, that did not change. That did not change. So how's that happening? I don't quite understand. Um... You know, this is a Ravens team. They're just, they're uber complete, right? They went in at the half, made some adjustments, came out. Like I said, Lamar Jackson doing, making, making history. And then, um, and then defensively, <laughs> what's wrong, Papa? One of your uh, dogs is advocating for uh, the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. No, he's, he, he wants, he's trying to get at something. So, by the way, so full disclosure, folks know I have three dogs. Well, uh, now I have four because uh, I had to bring my mom's dog back. <laughs> I had to bring my, do- my mom's dog back up from Florida. Um, and so this has been an adjustment. <laughs> I'm back up to four dogs. Yeah, uh, that's what's happening here. And so he just, he, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't learned. Like, like when the microphone's out, mama's, mama's working and it means no barking. So um, he hasn't learned that yet. So I apologize. His name is Pierre. So um, anyway, so, so the Ravens defense comes out and did not allow the Texans a single first down except out of its first drive in the second half. That's it. They only got one first down in the second half. As great as C.J. Stroud has been this season is, is you know, and they definitely, they definitely called a really, really great offense. Um <laughs> I, I have no idea what's going on with this guy. Um, 
But that's not sounding good, is it? No, 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 it's not. There's a lot of questionable <laughs> noises going through the microphone right now. <laughs> um, it's it's actually it's called a reverse hiccup. Do you guys have dogs? Oh, the reverse hiccup. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's that's yeah. That's my dog that... has done that too. Sometimes you yeah, don't have the reverse sneezing too. So 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 it's interesting, I, I, and I know we've derailed here because I'm trying to get through this Baltimore Ravens Texans Very derailed. game. I, I know, I know, but listen, this is this is live radio. This is what happens. So apparent. So if you're if so if your dog is having a reverse hiccup, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to take your two index fingers, or well, no, you're supposed to take you're supposed to take your two fingers um, on any hand. It's fine and cover their nostrils. So it's it for it will force them to 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 breathe through their mouth and and stop the reverse hiccup. So anyway, that's just not that I was able to do that just now because I'm on the microphone. But if I was not on the microphone, that's what I would have done to try to help him stop his reverse hiccup. Anyway, okay, let's get back on track. Not only did the Baltimore Ravens obviously come out in the second half, Lamar Jackson doing Lamar Jackson things, um, and uh, but but this defense again did not only allowed one first down. It was the first drive after that. No bueno. And also, more impressively, did not even allow the Texans to enter the red zone. And again, this is a Texans team with C.J. Stroud, who, who was quite, quite good. And, 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 and also, I was really impressed with him and the way he was able to throw the ball in those cold weather conditions. Was not expecting that. So, so you know, and, and by the way, now the Ravens get to host their first AFC championship game in Baltimore. Place is going to be, I, I lived in Baltimore for four years. Place is going to be like off off the charts, off the rails. That's for sure. So there's that. Then you look at what happened in the um in, in the 49ers game, right? Uh 49ers beat the Green Bay Packers 24 to 21. Now, this was a game. If you stayed up late and you watched it, hopefully you did. But did the better team win? I I, I don't think so. I, I think the 49ers showed a lot of warts. What this game came down to and, and, and the reason I'm saying that is you're talking about a seventh seed Green Bay Packers team, uh, nine and eight, coming in and really dominating the game against the San Francisco 49ers, who were 12 and five. Really what this game came down to is, the, is three possessions in the fourth quarter. Well, actually, I will. <laughs> let's go back. Now, first of all, did you guys watch the game yesterday? I'm assuming you watched to back. I mean, it was a playoff game. I'm assuming you watched it. Um, the, the, uh, the officiating where they did not give Jordan Love the first down, where he obviously got the first down, but they didn't give it to him in the red zone when he, had, when he kept the quarterback keep. To, they went for it on fourth down. Do you remember that play? Yes. I thought he if got they, that too. So, so, right. So, botched call there. Green Bay could have gone up 6 nothing, 10 nothing, possibly. So, so first things, so the, the refs ruin that. This is not a San Francisco 49ers team that plays well from behind. They're just not. They're not built that way, believe it or not. So, bad call against the Green Bay Packers. The 49ers then march down the field and score a touchdown. So now the score is 7-3 as opposed to Six nothing or ten nothing. So there's that, and then it really came down to three possessions in the fourth quarter. Carlson's missed field goal, which was huge. Dude never missed. Special teams so important in the postseason. Um, 
Green Bay Packers went three and out, and then and and then a bonehead pass by uh, Love across his body, um, and, and it resulted in an interception. And that was all she wrote. And then Christian McCaffrey doing Christian McCaffrey things. By the way, the 49ers, get this stat, guys. The 49ers are 1-31 when trailing by five, if not more, points in the fourth quarter. Is that good? 1-31. Yeah, I read something that, that Mike Shanahan was 0-3 this year. Um, Kyle, that, You mean Kyle? Excuse me, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. That he was down. That he, was, he hasn't won a game yet while they were trailing in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they're one. They're one in thirty-one with him as a head in 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 Kyle Shanahan's tenure with the 49ers, They're one in thirty-one when trailing by five, if not more, points in the fourth. So, again, kudos to the 49ers. Christian McCaffrey, you know, uh, didn't didn't get that engine revving until the second quarter. Um, 17 carries for 98 yards and two touchdowns. Also seven receptions for 30 yards. Uh, Brock Purdy made some real solid passes when he needed to, but the majority of the offense was dink and dunk. But every now and then you saw, you saw a glimmer of hopes of an MVP quarterback. Uh, George Kittle, four receptions for 81 yards and a touchdown. Again, I don't think the better team won yesterday, but they did. I could, I'll say the same thing about the Detroit Lions. Rams should have won that game. They did not. Detroit did. I think the Green Bay Packers should have won this game. They did not. The 49ers did. So uh, so where we stand right now, uh, AFC Championship game, Ravens sitting back, waiting for the winner of the Chiefs and the Bills. That game will be played next Sunday at 3 o'clock on CBS. And then uh, the 49ers sitting back, waiting to see the uh, winners of the Lions in the box. And that game will be played at 6.30 p.m. on Fox on Sunday. So Sunday, AFC, NFC championship games coming your way. And again, I, 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 I walk away from this perplexed, not understanding why the 49ers are still favored here. I, I just, number one, the Ravens, you know, took it to them on Christmas and after these two performances where the Ravens came out in the second half and just dominated the Texans, meanwhile, the San Francisco 49ers just squeaked by against a seventh seed Green Bay Packers team. I, I, I don't I don't get it. I just don't. Uh, and right now you can get the you can get the, uh, the the Ravens at three to one to win the Super Bowl. By the way, the season opened and they were 25 to one. So hopefully you jumped on that early. If not, three to one, obviously odds not as good to start the season, but nonetheless, you're still getting plus odds. Where the 49ers are hold on, let me see what the 49ers are. Are you guys are you guys surprised that the 49ers are still favored? No. Am I am I the only one? Am you're I the probably, only one? You're probably the only one. Even after yes two even after yesterday's performance by yes. both number one seeds. Okay, why? Why, why do you feel the 49 and they got their butts handed to them back in, in Christmas? Why, why do you feel, why does that not surprise you? Christmas was a month away. That's, that's totally different from now. The Niners are the best team in, well, not the best. I said they're the most physical team yesterday. And as long as they still have Purdy and Kittle and McCaffrey. Now, Debo Samuel being, uh, going out yesterday was, was a worry. That might have tipped their scales for this one, but 
Um, to me, they're still stacked. And they still got playmakers. Drake Greenlaw with two picks yesterday. So I, I'm not surprised that they're favored. They're the one seed. The Ravens are the one seed. We talking about the Ravens or the Niners? I'm saying you said they're the one seed. Well, the Ravens are the one seed in the AFC. Just because they're the one seed, I, you know. I mean, do um, they not deserve the one seed? They're the one seed. They're the best I'm, team. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that the 49ers don't deserve the one seed. I'm just, again, because the Ravens just manhandled them back in December and how we saw these two games play out yesterday, I don't. I, what gives? I don't know. Uh, 49ers minus 135 to win the Super Bowl. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, th- 3-1 to one right now. 3-1. to one. So, there's that. 800-919-3776. We come back. We're going to hear from Cynthia Freeland. Uh, she will preview the two games still remaining later on today. Uh, and we'll also hear from Fat Jack. And uh, I will have for you, since this is a quote-unquote fantasy show, uh, I will have for you my DFS lineup. Um, heading into today's action. And, uh, and then, of course, always, all, as always, 8 o'clock, uh, we kick off New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. Amani Toomer and Mike Tannenbaum will join me. We'll also hear from Jordan Renan and Rich Samidi and update what's going on with the Giants and the Jets. Uh, this offseason is uh, teams are getting ready for the Senior Bowl. Before we know it, we'll be in Indianapolis for the Combine. And then, of course, before we know it, end of April comes the NFL Draft. A lot more to come. 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you on this Sunday morning after two division round playoff games. Looking forward to two remaining today. 3.05 p.m. Eastern time is kickoff for the Detroit Lions hosting another playoff game. Motor City is going to be insane. Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network is there, mixing business and pleasure, considering she's a huge Lions fan. Uh, was kind enough to join me earlier this week to preview this game. Of course, my first question to her was, the Detroit Lions favored by six, the over-under 49.5. How is she playing it? While I do have Detroit winning the game, I think four or maybe three is a much better proxy for what we're going to see. We know Todd Bowles loves to blitz third highest rate in the league. We know that that was really the downfall of the Eagles and Jalen Hurts last week. However, when you saw Jared Goff against the blitz this year, that O-line, which has been exceptional, they have a very good, I never thought as a 
person from Michigan, I would say that their O-line is very good, but they have a great O-line. And you saw last time they matched up in week six, you saw David Montgomery just take on the blitz with yikes, like full force. And that does make a big difference. So between Sam Laporta, between David Montgomery taking the blitz and even some Jameer Gibbs, I think that it just nullifies some of what that blitz can do in terms of giving bite to the defense. I'm really excited to, to see this matchup. And also, don't you feel like Baker Mayfield's playing with not not reckless abandonment? That, that came to mind, but I don't think it's really what I want to say. But just like footloose and fancy free. Nobody expected them to be here. He was supposed to be a fill-in gap because Tom Brady left and like, ha ha ha, look at me now. Right? Apart, like, yeah. I mean, I could think about Baker Mayfield. They all arrived there a little bit differently, but I don't think at the beginning of the season, if you would have been like, hey, these guys are playing for an NFC championship, they would have been like, I'm sorry, what? But absolutely. <laughs> Sunday night, the game that everybody is most looking forward to outside of you, of course, in uh, in Detroit. Um, and that's Kansas City going up against the Buffalo Bills. The first time these two teams played each other, Buffalo had the rest advantage. Uh, now Kansas City does. Do you think that's going to be a factor? Who do you like here? Yeah, I mean, let's let's be very clear. This one, you want to look at individual numbers and prop bets as opposed to, you know, the score, because at least this far out, because there's so many people that are questionable or potentially not playing in this matchup that I that could make huge differences. Like if Rasul Douglas doesn't play and Teron Johnson, like then which corners are starting? We, we have a lot of questions there. Right. And then with the linebackers, we already know that they're missing a number of people, including Matt Milano since week five. But you've got, uh, like, they're all on the injury report. This is very, that's very sketchy, very difficult to overcome. And by the way, Taylor Rapp, safety, he's also ruled out. So there's a lot of question marks in the back end of this defense for me. It's the closest it possibly could be. It comes down to which quarterback is be able to run and, and not turn the ball over. So that's why I'm more comfortable saying both Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are going to have a lot of rushing yards. So Josh Allen more than 44 and Patrick Mahomes more than 27 if you're picking up what I'm putting down. But that's the thing I feel most confident in this one as opposed to anything else, at least this early on. Again, Cynthia Friedland joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. You can see her all over the NFL Network, live from Detroit, baby. Um, (laughs) I'm so excited for you. Uh, Before I let you go, um, a few things. Uh, Number one, are you going to be playing some, uh, some DFS fantasy? And if so... Uh, who's who's the common denominator? Who's the one player that you think is going to go totally off this weekend? Well, I always like to go for a good value. So if you're playing DFS, you want to make your lineup around Khalil Shakir. I think that the Bills need a lot of answers. And I think without Gabe Davis, uh, there's going to be a lot of Khalil Shakir who gets you a lot of yak. This is a slot guy. He did that since coming out of college. We've known that all along. And he's going to be a, he- a heck of an asset there for Josh Allen. I love that. Um... And then on top of that, right now, who do you have winning the Super Bowl? I mean, the, the 49ers are favored. You could still get the Ravens at three to one in some places. Who, who, do you, who do you like to win this whole thing at this point, Cynthia? It's hard to imagine anyone but the Niners because I do think the AFC, the AFC championship game, to me, you know, you play it 10 times, you're going to get five diff- a winner one five times in, or maybe six and four, right? As whereas like the NFC, no matter who makes it, it just feels like it's going to be the Niners to lose. You know, look, I again, they get through the Green Bay Packers, of course, but that's the one I think. But I would go for some extra value and do if you think the Chiefs are going to win, then do the Chiefs. If you think the Bills are going to win, then think the then consider the Bills just to, to mix it up and get the good value. And last but not least, uh, always before I let you go, I, I know this is this is looking a little bit far in advance, but 
you've got two teams here in New York that are sitting pretty in this year's NFL draft. And and I know we both really love the draft. Uh, we go to the combine quite frequently uh, and we've got our finger on the pulse of, of, of a lot of what's happening there. Uh, right now, you've got Caleb Williams favored to go number one overall at minus 900. Drake May sitting there at plus 450. I'm huge on Drake May. I think Drake May is the better quarterback. Uh, but, you know, again, oddsmakers have Caleb Williams favored. Thought, thoughts on this draft? Two things. Number one, who do you think goes first overall? And number two, do you think that either the Jets or the Giants take a quarterback in the first round? So first question, I think Caleb Williams goes first overall, mostly because if you're interviewing Cliff Kingsbury and you're the Bears and you hold the number one pick, that kind of telegraphs it. So I, it has nothing to do with if I think Drake or Caleb are better necessarily. It just means that, that telegraphing feels very appropriate to me. Um, but so I think that's where that's coming from. Um, however, I, you know, I don't think the Jets take a, I think the Jets go with an offensive lineman. In the first round, um, I could see the Giants kind of going either way, if I'm honest, and potentially considering it. However, I actually think both at the end of the day, they go with the, the big fat men up front. Not that the big, strong men up front. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Cynthia, you rock. Uh, so appreciate your time. I know how busy you are. Uh, and uh, and especially there, you're, you're, you're a superstar alone, let alone um, I'm sure in Detroit, it, it's even, it's even tenfold. So hey man, uh, appreci- it's fun to go home and this is what sports are all about. Like we get to go be at a bar ahead of the game and kind of get the flavor of the land. And it means so much to me to be able to share that with some of my friends and family members. Literally one friend is bringing four generations, a grandma all the way to, you know, their own children. So four generations. So fun. All right. I want to thank Cynthia Freeland for joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. She's got to be stoked. Her Lions play later on this afternoon. Stay tuned. We got Fat Jack who's joining us next. He'll get us locked and loaded for day two of the division rounds of the NFL playoffs next right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to Fantasy Forecast here on 98.7 ESPN. Stay tuned. I will have for you my DFS lineup, the players that I like heading into uh, the final two two games of the division round of the playoffs. Who I like, who I don't, who I'm playing, who could be a sneaky good value play. So stay tuned for that. But earlier this week, 
uh, Fat Jack was kind enough to join me to uh, preview these two games. The Bucks going up against the Detroit Lions, Kansas City going up against the Bills. Can't wait for that evening game. So let's listen in. First game, Bucks going up against the Detroit Lions. Lions favored by six. The over-under is 49 and a half. Baker Mayfield's a honey badger. This dude does not care. He's got parents that told him he was great whether he was or not. And he believed <laughs> a lot like my parents, by the way. I mean, they told me I was great at or not. And he has bought into the fact that he thinks he's the best player on the field. And his team is now believing that, as you said, on the road, eight and one against the spread their last nine. And when you look at this Detroit team, everybody's looking at this number saying, why is this number not seven or more? How is Tampa even in the game? The Rams outgained Tam- Detroit by 150 yards. I mean, they did play better. They didn't win the game, but they played better in that spot. Detroit's defense is suspect. That Baker Mayfield is getting the ball down the field some and providing that he doesn't turn the ball over, which has been – he reminds me a lot of Russell Westbrook All right, in the NBA. If When he's on, you're like, dude, get him the ball. He is He's a star. When he's not on, you're like, get him out of the game. Let's get anybody else in there. Mayfield's similar to that. When he's on, you're like, dude, I can pull for this guy. I can bet on it. And when he's not – you're like, how is he a starting quarterback in this league? I think we're going to get the former here. A quarterback that's not turning the ball over is very confident. They're going to pick and choose their spots, but that seam route that's been working for Mayfield will be open some against this Detroit defense. Tampa Bay takes this thing all the way to the wire. You're looking for for um, close games. I think you're getting it here. Also a note, Anita, Detroit and Tampa Bay, both 12-6 and six against the spread this year. That's number one in the league. Both these teams have outperformed the market more than anybody else in the league. Look for a good game down to the wire. I think Tampa covers the number, though. I like it. I like that side. Uh, last but not least, many people feel that this is the game of the weekend uh, to the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes going against Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills, the Bills at home. The under under over under is 45 and a half. What yeah, do you like here? And you're right. This is the game of the week. I've been beating on this Buffalo drums for about a month and a half now. And as long as Josh Allen doesn't go back to September, Josh Allen, they are they basically can beat anybody. Uh, I talked about this last or two weeks ago. They were third to win the Super Bowl before Buffalo had even secured a playoff spot behind Baltimore and behind San Francisco. With all that being said, though, Anita, Patrick Mahomes, you can go broke betting against him as an underdog, and frankly, Andy Reid, not much worse. Kansas City, fifteen five and one as an underdog against the spread, their last 16 under Andy Reid, and Mahomes even better than that. Seven and three straight up as a dog, eight, one and one against the spread in his career as an underdog. First playoff game on the road for for Patrick Mahomes and company, but they are not going to be overwhelmed by the weather or the crowd. I think this is the absolutely the game of the week. I have made a ton of money. Everybody that watches the Yes Network and watches the TV show that I'm on each week called Beat the Odds. Um, I'm 15 and four with my best bets. And I bet I've played under in Kansas City games about six times. I'm back with the under again on that show. Uh, people should tune in. That thing has made people a bunch of money, especially in the New York area on the Yes Network and nationwide. Uh, but Kansas City, 13 and five to the under this year. Uh, that's tied, that's a best in the league. I'll take under in this one as well. I think that's the better play. If you're going to make me bet it, as long as it gets to three, I'll go ahead and take the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. But I think a better game to watch from the side than it is to bet, better play on the under. Fat Jack, before I let you go, I, I know you've been on this Baltimore Ravens team for uh, for quite a while now. Uh, and I just, you know, before I let you go, I just want to look. So right now to win the Super Bowl, you could get them at plus 290, three, three to one in some places. 
worth worth it right now for folks to jump on your bandwagon? It's worth it to listen to Bet New York in August and get them at 20 to 1. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's the place to be. No, at, eight, at, at two and a half or three to one, San Francisco is the best team in the league right now. They're the most balanced. I'll be hedging out of this Baltimore bet. But that's the that's the lesson here. Listen in August, get that ticket at 20 or 30 to 1, and now you're rolling with free money, which is where you want to be this time of year. All right, I want to thank Fat Jack for joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Now, you've heard from Cynthia. You've heard from Fat Jack. I'm about to give you my DFS lineup. If you're not locked and loaded for today, I don't know who is. We'll be right back. And, of course, don't forget, we kick off New York game day coming your way at 8 a.m. with Amani Toomer and Mike Tannenbaum. Stay tuned right here on 98.7 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. You're listening to Anita Marks. On 98.7 ESPN. So funny. Isn't it funny how a song can like take you back to like a time, a place, a summer? A year. That song does A minute. A, <laughs> a, a year. That song does it for me. Um, before we get into my DFS lineup, and of course, we got New York Game Day coming your way uh, at the top of the hour with Mike Tannenbaum and Amani Toomer. Uh, let's go to Mike in Connecticut. Mike, welcome in. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Happy playoff Sunday. Yeah. So much, so much to unwind here. So much to unwind. Um, I know. Let's. Uh, I guess let's uh, let's start with some Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl odds here. And uh, I think you and uh, you and Cynthia were really onto something. And I was. Uh, I am driving, so I can't do too much research. But I did see Baltimore already down to two to one. Um, and I think too, this Debo situation could be a big factor. I was also as, as I was on hold, I was thinking of something else that Debo did miss some time this year, and I think when he did was when they hit the skids, they lost a couple games. Well, uh, it was it yeah. was Go ahead. it was it was Debo, it was Debo and 
Trent Williams. Gotcha. So, so um, the, the the three the three game skid uh, where they lost. Yes, you're absolutely right. Debo was out, but it was Debo and Trent Williams that were that were both out. And and um, at that point in time, Christian McCaffrey was dealing with some injuries, which you saw him on the sideline as well using the Theragun. What a great ad yep. that is for them, boy. <laughs> yeah, um, that's right, McCaffrey. He was banged up for a little bit there too. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so uh, so interesting. Another. Uh, won't take up too much time. Another thing I was thinking as I was on hold was two years ago, Buffalo versus Kansas City. You trying to convince Chris Canty Buffalo was going to win that game, and he thought you were crazy. And uh, on that day, he was right. But you may just been uh, ahead of your time, Anita. Two steps ahead of the game. Today could be the day for Buffalo. Today could be the day for Buffalo. Uh, thank you for your call, Mike. Appreciate it. Wow, I don't even remember that that conversation with with Chris Canty. Of course, Chris Canty uh, been hosting New York Game Day for quite a while um, with Chris Canty, with Bart Scott, with Mike Westoff, who's probably one of my favorite humans on the planet. Um, so uh, it's 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 Matthias Kiwanuka. It's been a minute. Of course, now we have Amani Tumor and uh, and Mike Tannenbaum, but. Um, I, I don't. I really don't have true conviction on this game tonight. Uh, we'll get into all the plays uh, that that I'm bringing to the table with both these games. I'll tee it up. We'll see what Mike. We'll see what uh, what Amani thinks about it. Which, by the way, guys went three and zero last week. Back uh, with our our locks of the week went three and zero last week. So what are we now? So three and zero last week wild card weekend. So we're thirty two and seventeen on the season. So Tom, we're up to sixty five percent. Ah, close to the 70% that we uh, hit last season. That's right. That's right. Last year we were at, I think we were teetering, right, on 70, 71%. We're just trying to get to that 71. Right so, in between but, uh, there, yeah. Yeah, but we're up to 65%. 3-0 last week, 32-17 and 17 on the season with locks of the week. And, of course, uh, that comes your way at, at 10 a.m., so definitely stay tuned for that. Hopefully, I could go three and zero again. All right, um, let's uh, let's take a look at what's going on uh, in DFS. Okay, so you want to play? Obviously, this is a fantasy forecast show. Fantasy leagues are over, but a ton of DFS to be played. Uh, so let's take a look at the quarterbacks. So the quarterback that I think is going to give you the best value today is Baker Mayfield, and you could get him for around six thousand salary. Right? Um, Josh Allen is your most uh, Expensive quarterback to play in DFS at eight thousand. Patrick Mahomes at sixty-eight. Golf comes in at sixty-three. Um, so out of the four, I think you're getting some value with Baker Mayfield. Why? I think he's going to grip it and rip it a lot. In fact, I love prop bets, and we'll get into this a little bit later on in the in the show. But I love overpassing attempts, overpassing completions, um, overpassing yards, over one and a half touchdowns. This is a Detroit Lions secondary that's not good. I mean, they gave up almost 400 yards to uh, Matthew Stafford last week. They did give up over 400 yards to Nick Mullins this season. One game, Nick Mullins passed for 380 yards, and the other game was 411. How I remember this stuff, I, I don't know. Like, I can't even remember somebody's birthday or a phone number, but I remember that Nick Mullins passed for 411 yards against the Detroit Lions. I don't I don't get my brain, but it, point is, um, I think, A, I think Baker Mayfield's going to pass the ball a lot, and I think he's going to have success. 
So, and what I'm doing now is I'm giving you like my, I'm giving you my base DFS lineup. And then, you know, and then, you know, obviously like I'll I'll tweak it. I'll probably, because people ask me this, I'll probably have like 40 DFS lineups that I'll play today. Um, But, but this one will be my base. This is my favorite. Okay. Um, I'll throw in, I'll throw in some golf as well. Although I do believe golf is going to have a tough time because Todd Bowles likes to blitz a lot. But at 6,300, I think that there's some value there. Both Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, I think is going to be able to, I think they're both going to be able to put up some, some points for you with their, with their legs. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. And I wouldn't be surprised if both of them have a rushing touchdown in this matchup. Okay. Uh, but I think you're going to get more value with Baker Mayfield at 6,000 than you are with Josh Allen at eight. Okay. Running backs, love me some Pacheco at 6,400. He's my favorite running back today. Uh, around this time of year, Andy Reid does start committing a little bit more to the run than he normally does. Also, I think Pacheco could be a, a tone setter in this game. Uh, you know, it's still it's it's still cold up there in Orchard Park, and um, it's going to be windy. And I, I think these two teams are going to run the ball a lot. Kansas City defense better against the run than the Buffalo Bills are, but they're still solid against the run. But I think I think we're going to get a lot of Pacheco. So just volume alone, I like the fact that you can get Pacheco for sixty four, and then uh, the the and then I'm I'm going to play Cook as well. James Cook at sixty three hundred. Um, I I think Montgomery could be a solid value at sixty one. I think Montgomery finds the end zone today against the Bucks. So at sixty one, I think that there's some value there as well. I am not going to play White, and uh, and I'll throw in a little Gibbs. But uh, my two favorite running backs, Pacheco and Cook, okay? At wide receiver, this is where I'm going to spend my money, and that's on Mike Evans. Uh, And so I'm stacking him with Baker Mayfield, obviously. Uh, The two of them have been really on point, a lot of really good chemistry. And I think Mike Evans, on a fast track, indoors, you don't have to worry about the the ailments and and all that, um, you know, I, I think Mike Evans and Baker Mayfield are going to go off today. I'm also going to spend my money on Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, and that's at 8,200. Uh, I think a lot of points are going to be put up in this Bucks lions game. Hence, I like the over. Again, we'll get into those game plays a little bit later on in the show. But I think these two wide receivers are, are going to have a field day. I think this is going to be a barn burner in Detroit. Um, I think it's going to be a real fun game to watch. So Evans and St. Brown, that's where I'm spending my money at, with those two wide receivers. I think a sneaky good play at the wide receiver position today is Khalil Shakir for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, no Gabe Davis. So Shakir is the wide receiver that stretches the field. And we know Josh Allen loves to take shots deep. And when he does, uh, he's going to be targeting this guy. And not only that, he's, he's, I call him a mud bug. I like slot slot receivers. I call mud bugs or little receivers that have this innate ability to find the open space. And Shakir does that. So, um, so I do like Shakir and that's at 3,800. So in order for me to afford Evans and Brown, I'm going to go with Shakir at 3,800. Tight end, I'm going back to Tampa Bay and that's guys, how do, is it? Is it Oton? Oton? 
Do we know? How do we pronounce his name? Give me a spelling I mean, for that and I'll... Uh... O-T-T-O-N. I mean, it's it's. we're already at the end of the season. I should know how to pronounce his name. Otan? Otan? Anyway, uh, tight end for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, you could get him at 3,500. Um, and a lot of reasons why I like him. 11 targets last week. The Lions struggle against whomever comes out of the slot. Uh, he's running routes at an 85% rate of pass plays. Uh, he's got 30-plus yards in five of his last road games, 11 targets against the Eagles' defense. And let's be honest, I think you know this is a, a Detroit Lions secondary that is dealing with some issues already. They're going to have their hands full with Evans and Godwin. Uh, Hutchinson is going to be coming after Baker Mayfield. He's going to be looking, I think, to get rid of the ball quickly. So Bucks tight end. Have we just have have you? I heard you googling. Yes, it's Otten, like Cotton. Otten, Cade Otten. Got it. Otten, like Cotton. That makes it easy. So Otten, tight end for the Bucks. Um, you could get him at thirty five hundred. Uh, then, then I'm looking at a flex play and I'm well, okay, let me go to the defense. So defense, I'm going with Kansas city, believe it or not against Buffalo. Um, Kansas city's defense has stepped up in the last few weeks, um, which I like. So, um, especially, especially against the pass, uh, the majority of the season, Kansas city, you couldn't run on them, but you could pass on them. Now I want to say they've gone up. I think the last four or five weeks of the regular season, uh, they were in the top five in regard to pass defense. So I I, I do believe that, that Kansas City and, and Spags, uh, their defensive coordinator, is is going to bring it to Josh Allen today, okay? So I don't think a lot of points are going to be put up in that game. But um, so I'm going to go with Kansas City, and you can get them at 2,700, right? I'm not going to play the Lions defense again because and I'm not going to play the Bucks defense because I I think it's going to be a barn burner. I think a ton of points are going to be put up in that game. So for me, it's in between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Pick your poison, right? I I don't have true conviction in regard to one defense or another. I just like the value of Kansas City. And uh, and and I think that, um, you know, they could also walk away with an interception or two. Uh, typically that's what we see from Josh Allen and last but not least. So now I'm sitting here and I'm looking for a flex play and I've got $5,900 for a flex play. Sam Laporta is question, big question mark. If he's active, I'll put Sam Laporta in there. Okay. If not, or maybe I'll go back and forth. uh, Kincaid. Kincaid has been such a, a vital part of that bills offense. Um, and it doesn't matter that Knox is back. Even with Knox active and them going to a 12 personnel, which is two tight ends on the field, uh, Kincaid is still getting the majority of the targets and putting up a lot of yards and finding the end zone with Josh Allen. So I'm going to put Kincaid in there right now. Still gives me 11. I still have $1,100 to play with. So if I want to go back and I want to play the Bills defense, I can. Again, I don't have really true conviction. Bills, Kansas City defense, one or the other. Um... Again, I would not play Lions or Buccaneers. And at the flex position, uh, again, I'll go back between Laporta and and Kincaid. But I'm leaning more towards Kincaid because I think Josh Allen's going to have to keep everything short, even though he likes to take shots long. And uh, and also, he's the healthier tight end. Okay? So, uh, 
So again, just to recap, my final DFS lineup, Baker Mayfield, my quarterback, Pacheco Cook, my two running backs, Evans St. Brown, my my two wide receivers that I'm spending the most money on, my sneaky good wide receiver play, Khalil Shakir for the Buffalo Bills, um, Aten as the tight end for the Bucs. Uh, I think he's going to be targeted a lot because I think um, uh, Baker Mayfield is 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 going to look short and sweet and maybe do some dink and dunks and and he will be the guy that he will target. Also, eleven targets last week against the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I'm going to go with my flex Kincaid because he's a big part of that passing offense for the Buffalo Bills as well, especially the last few weeks. And then I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs defense at 20, 2,700. And I still have about 1,100 to spare. But like I said, if if you want to throw in Porta for uh, Kincaid, if you want to throw in the Bills defense for the Chiefs, not going to be mad at you. And that's my base DFS lineup heading into the final two games of the division rounds of the playoffs. All right, this concludes Fantasy Forecast. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. We heard from Fat Jack, Cynthia Freeland. I just gave you my DFS lineup.